Hello, hello, everyone. A new week of Am I Worthy, the podcast, y'all. So we, this week, I have the, one of the most amazing people um, who has just um, been able just to come on today, and I'm so thankful. So look, and so y'all, um, just what, help me welcome Kimberly. Can I call you Gabby or Gabrielle? Gabby. Okay. I'll let you all call me Gabby. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. Thank you for coming on. So, for you, those of you who do not know, Kimberly Moses is a prophet. Is a prophetess. She has so many books, and this woman has an only but God testimony. And today, it'll be just so amazing just to hear more about her. But before we hop up into that and everything. I want you to tell us more about who you are. Yes. So I'm a publisher. I'm a minister. I'm an author of 47 books. I'm a wife and I have two children. Mm-hmm. And I love God. I love his people. And I'm a beauty consultant as well. Mm, nice, nice. She is all that. <laughs> <laughs> and so, Kimberly, you said that you're you know, a publisher and everything. But within that, of course, you love God's people, right? And so can you tell me basically about how with growing up as someone who who practices Buddhism and everything of how you went from practicing Buddhism into becoming this woman who's on fire for God. You love the Lord with all your heart, soul, and mind and everything. Yeah, so actually my parents, when they met, they met in Korea uh, because they were in the military. So it's a lot of Buddhism over there and they brought that back to America. So I was raised as a Buddhist up until the age of 12. And what happened was the lady in the area, cause we were like in a military town, the lady that was in charge of the Buddhism organization in uh, on the army base, she got mad at my mother and she cursed our family. And you know, if people, if they believe in that, that uh, that can take effects in your life, but Jesus is the curse breaker. And this is when I actually was introduced to the curse breaker because within like two weeks, uh, when there was a curse released on my family, my mom and my sister got in a car accident. That same sister cut her foot open. That same sister fell out of a two-story balcony window, hit her head on the concrete, and now she has a plate in her head. Um, demon spirits was in the house and chasing us out of the house, which is crazy. And it was just so much stuff going on. And my father, he told his coworker what was happening. And the coworker said, you need to get your family baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And I was 12. And that was the first time I heard about Jesus. And uh, we got baptized in Jesus name and all that demonic stuff stopped. Then we had peace and no evil was in the house and it felt refreshing, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, from age 12 to like um, 21, we didn't really go to church consistently. So I wasn't really safe, safe for real until like about the age of 21. Then I got in a car accident and I almost died. And mm-hmm. then that's when I really gave my life to God uh, because he saved me from dying that day in that car accident. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a lot. Now, with having all these different experiences and everything, how did you know that it was God? So say for, like, another question to that is, is the spiritual world fake, right? Do we just live in the world, we go through the world, we have bad things happen to us, or is it something else? We have a a world around us that's unseen, but is real, very much real. See, God, he is a supernatural being. The scripture says, in the beginning, God's spirit 
hovered over waters. A spirit is something supernatural. And also it's a scripture that said the Lord is that spirit. You know, the Lord, uh, where his spirit is, there is liberty. So it is supernatural. Like as you draw close to God, you become more aware of his presence. Like now I can feel God with us in this interview. I can feel a fire burning in my belly. Like God is a consuming fire. Even before I gave my life to Jesus, I was first introduced to the demonic realm because I didn't know God. My family wasn't, you know, living for God. So we used to watch scary movies. And the crazy part was that if you, you know, if you're prophetic, you don't know that, or you just sensitive to the spirit realm, you can see spirits. So I would be awakened out of my sleep and I would see these demonic spirits standing over me. And I was like, what is going on? But I didn't know how to fight it then because I didn't know about Jesus. I didn't know anything about the Bible. All I know is just like this fighting, like, get off of me, get off of me. And some of these spirits will be like sexual. They'll try to kiss my mouth and stuff. And I'm like, what in the world? And I thought that was normal. But now um, maturing in Christ, I know that's not normal, but it is very much real. And many people are, they believe a a deceived teaching like, they won't mess with you if you don't mess with them. I wouldn't even messing with those spirits. And they was coming in my room at night mm-hmm. trying to harass me. So, it, it, you know, the supernatural world is real. So I wow. guess that's a question. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Now, what is the difference between living in the spiritual world as someone who is Buddhist versus someone who is Christian, right? Yes. Um. It, it's a difference, like... um. See, the Buddhism, they believe in like uh, reincarnation. Like mm-hmm. you can, in this life, you may be a human. In the next life, they tell me I'm a, I was a rat, <laughs> you know, based on my birth year, right? And it was crazy. So they believe in things like that. Um, but we believe in Jesus as the son of God and that we'll spend eternity with him. So it's a difference, um, first of all, in the, the belief system. But I'll say this. Like, I remember when I was younger, maybe it's like 12 or something, and me and my siblings were making fun of, it's, we call it the Gahun Zone, it's a Buddhism shrine that was in our house, and we were making fun of it, and we was like, chong, 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 like just, just acting silly as kids, and it was like a demonic spirit, mm-hmm. it cut our lights off in the house, and we were afraid of that thing, we said, like, okay, we can't mess with that. You know, something, it was something evil behind it. It wasn't God to put that level of, you know, demonic fear in someone's heart. So it's like God, you know, God, Jesus is peace. God is love. And the enemy, he's associated with like hate, division, uh, strife, and anything evil. So that's the difference. Yeah, that's the difference. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm. When you were talking, it made me think about the verse from John of, well, basically, like, when Jesus is speaking, he says, I don't give to you as the world gives and everything, right? And so what is the difference between being within the world versus being within God's world? Oh, yes. So when people in the world, I believe they are searching for something to fill that void in their heart. It's like a void or a space in your heart that only belongs to Jesus, uh, that only God can fill. Cause I know when I was in the world, I was just searching, you know, mm-hmm. like sleeping around, trying to fill mm-hmm. that void or shopping, trying to fill that void or eating, you know, just doing things that my flesh wanted. But no matter how much money I had, I can blow through so much money. I just didn't have that, 
satisfaction in my heart Mm -hmm. and with God you know it don't matter if look I've been through so many trials serving God but I have peace going through it bill collectors calling me have peace because Jesus Mm -hmm. says the peace that I give you is different from the peace that you may get from the world Jesus peace is the peace that surpasses all understanding so you can have peace by going through a storm and you know that everything's okay because you have the rock with you going through the storm with you so you are an overcomer you're going to have the victory so you can go through and rejoice and count it all joy when you go through various trials and tribulations so that's different like I guess the peace of the world and the peace of God mm-hmm. wow yeah, that's good. Now, the first three years, let me think. Cause how long is it? Cause how long it has it been? Oof. Um, I, I, I know I don't look like it, but I'm 38. I'm like, okay, but um, yeah. So I got, uh, I got saved at 21. I didn't start my ministry. Step out into ministry, like step out there and start preaching until 30. So okay, yeah, so it's been about eight years for me to yeah. walk in my my purpose. Okay, so gotcha. So that eight year block, how did you progress from, you know, being into it versus oh wow, I'm really getting grounded and God is pushing me and pushing me and pushing me into ministry and I have to be obedient to His voice. Yeah. So when I got saved at 21, like again, I didn't have no foundation because I was not raised in the church. The only reason why I got saved is because I almost died in a car accident. The day of my car accident, the devil spoke to me. And that was the first time I heard the voice of the devil. He said, you want to die today? And sure enough, a few hours later, I was driving down the street and I got in this horrible car accident. Right. But my sister had gave me a Bible like two weeks prior to that accident. And the firefighter was like, this Bible saved your life. He handed it to me. So I knew it was God. So like two days after that, a church lady invited me to her house. She laid hands on me. And I just started speaking in tongues. I was like, ah, da, 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 da. I couldn't stop. Yeah. And then ah. I got baptized. And what uh, I sat in church. I sat in church for all those years. I didn't do anything. People's like, you want to come volunteer? I was like, no. No, I didn't want I didn't want to do anything, you know, and then uh, I just was going through the motions, going through the routines. And I I was going to church for my husband at the time, but I wasn't going for me. So Mm -hmm. I prayed a prayer at the age of 30. I said, God, I want to get close to you. That's all I pray. You know how we make the New Year's resolutions? Like people should do that, have to do that all the time, right? I don't do that no more. (laughs) But anyways, uh, I prayed this prayer and I. Everything just fell apart in my life. Everything. The marriage mm. fell apart. Uh, I got on probation. I got arrested and in jail. That was the turning point in my life where I really found God. Like he was just so real to me. I started having some supernatural encounters with God. Like Jesus started appearing to me. I was like, oh my God, I can never deny you. God, I got no- yeah. Jesus is in my room, you know, and just got, I'm hearing the audible voice of God and God started using me. I started prophesying to people and people started getting uh, healed when they were sick and people were getting delivered and demons was getting cast out of people. I said, oh my God, I wish I would have walked in this a long time ago. So mm. I started my ministry in the worst, this, 2014 was the worst year of my life. I was just mm-hmm. in a dark place, broken, depressed, hopeless. And then I found God. I really, really found God. Because I said, God, I want to be close to you. And sure enough, I got close to him. Because he was yeah. he was the only only person. Like, when, when I was on probation, 
I was on probation in Colorado Springs. My family is in Fayetteville, North Carolina. I could not leave the state of Colorado. So that's like 1,600 miles away. So here I was isolated. I couldn't leave the state. I didn't have any money. So I couldn't run. You know, I was broke. And I just had to depend on God to eat. I had to depend on God to get some gas in my car. So I I got caught in in my mess. And I said, God, I don't want to preach. I want to be a doctor. I want to go to medical school, you know. But God said, no, you're going to preach my word. And I was like, I got to preach. So just all the trials, is, he pushed You know, he pushed me into that direction. It's like one door closed after another door. But God was rerouting me to preach his word. So after 2014, I realized I couldn't run no more. So I just yielded. I surrendered. I said, okay, God, I'm going to preach for you. Okay. So that's how it worked. Just... I just couldn't run anymore. I was like a Jonah. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> now, how did you stop running? Or how do you, or if I'm a person, I'm running from God. How do I know if I'm running from God? Yeah, you, you know, like, because God told you to do something, but you didn't do it. Like God told Jonah to go to Nineveh. He's like, no, they're like barbaric people. I'm paraphrasing. They're like the worst people ever. No. So he's going to, go on a ship and go to Tarshish. Uh, And then uh, all of a sudden, everybody around him, their life was like messed up. Like there was a storm and it's like, okay, we're going to throw Jonah overboard. So when you're outside the will of God, like other people's lives are affected as well. Maybe you don't have no peace. um, For me, like I had such a burden on me. Like I felt like this heavy weight on my chest and it did not get lifted until I released what God told me to do. Cause I was like, I'm not talking to those people, God. Here I am trying to tell God what I want to go and do. You know, God's like, I told you to tell my people this. I was like, I ain't, I ain't saying nothing. But he put a pressure on me. And it felt like, whew, after I released it, it, it lifted off. So that's how God got me in submission because I didn't want to feel that weight on my chest. It felt like mm-hmm. an invisible weight on me. But you, you, um, you know if you are running, if you're disobedient, if you're holding back, um, if you know, you're afraid of people. A lot of people will be afraid of people's faces. I know when God calls certain people in the Bible, he said, do not be afraid of their faces. Set your face like a flint when he called Ezekiel. So you just have to, you know, be, be God focused and just say, God, I'm going to just die to self and let you, I'm going to let go and just let you have your way. And don't worry about people say, because people always have opinions. People always going, you know, it, it could be God all up in it, but some people don't even recognize it. You know, they didn't even recognize Jesus as the Messiah. <laughs> he was mm-hmm. very their faces. So people mm-hmm. always going to have something to say, but we just got to be a God pleaser, not a people pleaser. Mm. Mm. That's a whole word. <laughs> <laughs> God pleaser, not a people pleaser. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And I think it can be hard at times because it's like you want to please people you want to please your family you want to please 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 people while at the same time it's like what did jesus say like within mark of how you know if anyone wants to gain life you have to lose your life and so it's like when we're going through that process of really losing our lives and i put in jesus above everything and then people are underneath this is like oh we have these moments where it's like oh this is what this really means like I'm following God when this doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Like I'm in my Bible at a whole nother level because I can only depend on God for gas, food, or whatever. Mm-hmm. This is just very, very different. And mm-hmm. so thank you for being obedient and continue <laughs> to be obedient because it's not easy, but it's always worthy. Yes. It's always, mm-hmm. always worthy. Amen. Now, now, during that time, how did you know 
to continue to trust God even when you were at your lowest? Like, how did you not say, God, I'm not pleased with you or God, I'm going through all of this. So this can't be from you because God, you will never give me more than I can bear. You know, how did you not go to that place? Yeah, there were times to be honest. I got mad at God, but now I had to quickly repent because I can't mm. be my help because God is a very present help in the time of our needs, right? And I had a whole lot of needs. Like if if I had just two op, well, my only option to be honest was trust God or die. You know, trust God or be hungry. Trust God or if if I don't, then I'll be hungry. If I don't trust Him, then I'll you know, won't make it. So he was my only choice. Like I had no other choice. I said, okay, God, I'm going to have to use my faith. So in that, I just had to use my faith. So I learned to fast. I never fasted all of my life until 2014. You know, I had to learn how to fast. I'm like fasting. I had to, I can't eat God. What? So I had to to fast. And then I had to learn how to pray. I didn't know how to pray. I, I was, I was embarrassed. Cause I remember when I first started, only thing I knew was Jesus, Amen. I didn't know any, I didn't know no scripture or nothing, you know. Um, and then I learned how to worship. I, I never was a worshiper, but then I learned how to worship Him just going through. So I, I couldn't be mad at Him. I couldn't doubt Him. And and then I realized God showed me that I had um, a victim mentality. I all of my life I would blame people. Like, you're the reason why I'm going through this. You're the reason. But then he took me to the scripture and he began to show me, you talking about the speck in your brother's eye, but you got a log or a plank in your own eye. So God began to show me me. And when he showed me me, I was like, oh my God, you're right. I didn't even like myself in the mirror, but God had to deliver me of getting, you know, taking responsibility because I was the reason why that storm happened. And God began to show me, I warned you, I told you the day you got in trouble to walk away. I told you the day you got in trouble to be quiet. I told you. So God began to show me all of my mistakes, but then he loved me through it. And then he, mm. and then he, it was just, it was awesome. So um, the scripture says, Jesus learned obedience through the things he suffered. And because I suffered, I learned obedience. Like God is not worth sinning against you. God is not worth disobeying you. If you tell me to do this, I'm going to do it because I don't want to suffer no more. I don't want to go through. I learned my lesson and God chastised those he loved. So mm. sometimes God will give you the Holy Spirit belt, like, you know, so you can get and stay on the right track. So he did a lot of whooping me because he's a good father. And I had to learn from those mistakes to get in alignment where I needed to be. Yeah. Mm. Mm. And that discipline, <laughs> it hurts. Yeah. Okay, it hurts. <laughs> But then when we look back and we reflect, we're like, okay, God, I needed that. Okay, God, I understand it. Okay, God, yeah, your ways are not my ways, definitely. Your thoughts are not my thoughts. So, yeah. All right. So now I do want to talk about how you your life was rebuilt after that process of going through the printing, the printing, and printing, even though we're always continually printing. Um, and so in the next episode, we'll talk about that. All right. And so y'all head over to the next episode.